Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Live and in person. Yeah, I know. Again. But neither live nor in person for people listening, but still, I'm in the same room as you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the cocktail of the week this week is a new cocktail that I invented. Wow. I know. I didn't like look this one up and pick it for the name. I invented the cocktail and I named the cocktail. Wow. The cocktail is called Libel for Defamation. Wow. It's a good name for a cocktail, Libel for Defamation. Did not run it by any lawyers Absolutely first. did not. Did not. <laughs> Would you like to suggest an alternative name? Yes. Okay. Consequences. <laughs> I wonder if there's a cocktail called Consequences. <laughs> there should be, right? Well, no, we just invented it. <laughs> I, I mean, there was no cocktail called Libel for Defamation. I did look it up. Um, Do you mean liable for defamation? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant libel instead of defamation. Oh. That's a pun. It's good. Oh, now I'm all into it. <laughs> liable for defamation. Yes, yes. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Boy, sometimes the coin drops more slowly. <laughs> There's a cocktail called Cobbler with Consequences. Nope. Okay. Not what I'm talking about. All right. Well, my cocktail of the week, uh, the liable for defamation. So good. Now I totally get it. I'm all 100% behind it. Oh, yes. Uh, it could be li libel and defamation right right or liable oh, so for defamation now there are layers there's yeah. so many layers i am all in excellent all right so it is three quarters of an ounce of whiskey i use four roses bourbon mm -hmm. three quarters of an ounce of grand marnier or if you're not that fancy uh cointreau orange flavored liqueur half an ounce of lemon juice a quarter ounce of agave syrup, if you have it, or just simple syrup. It's like honey. It is. But squeezed out of agave. Indeed. And so you shake all that up with some ice, pour it into a champagne flute, and then top it with rosé champagne. So whiskey, Grand Marnier, lemon juice, some kind of sweetener, and rosé champagne, or rosé sparkling wine. It's extremely tasty. It's, a, it's in the direction of a French 75, right? A French 75 would be gin, lemon juice, sugar, and champagne. So this is whiskey, Grand Marnier, lemon juice, sugar, rosé champagne. It's very tasty. It's tasty. It's festive. I'm extremely pleased with it. I was like, I think this would all be really good together. It's pink. It's extremely pink. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Liable for defamation. Pink is festive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm going to put a picture of it on my uh, my fancy account, Salt and Glitter. I'll share it on the Golden Ratio Instagram. It's going to take the internet by storm. I think it is. I think it's going to be a big hit. Wow. Yep. People will have to go into their tornado shelters when this thing hits. So serve it in a champagne glass garnished with $5 million. <laughs> 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 All right. It's time for administrative corner. Does it have any mushrooms? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All Remy, right. Time for administrative corner. Remy likes it. He was just licking the glass. Remy approved. I love administrative corner. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure that Inka was listening to me. I don't think people can see you staring at me right now, but they can hear you staring <laughs> at me. Um, so we talked a few podcasts ago about Spencer, the official dog of the Boston Marathon, and Penny. Both of them died within a week of each other earlier this year, and all the Golden Retrievers got together at the Boston Marathon start line a few weeks ago, I guess a month ago, to honor them. So... There is a new dog in the family. A Boston Marathon dog? Yes, a new a new dog owned by the people who owned Spencer. Oh. They got a new puppy. What kind? It is a Golden Retriever puppy. Well, that's good. It is extremely cute. Uh, hang on, let me... Not that I'm speciesist, but it's nice to have that tradition. Breedist? Plus, I'm surrounded by Goldens who are all looking at me like, what, Ingo? Yeah. So I follow the Henry Studio on Instagram, which is the people who owned Spencer and Penny. Okay. So they post up a post of this just itty bitty, like very whitish blonde oh, golden retriever pup. So, so small. Tiny. It's like a teeny tiny baby Brody or Va or Voods. Voods. Like it looks really English creamy. Yep. But if, of course it's early to tell, right? Yeah, it's they do get a little darker usually. Tiny fluff ball. 
They say, it's a boy. The last two and a half months have been very difficult for us without our special pups. A couple of days after Penny left us, the golden opportunities for independence, that's in like cap, cap initial caps, that's an organization, golden opportunities for independence. Goy. <laughs> Goy. <laughs> <laughs> Knew we were enduring unbe- unbearable grief and Aww. wanted to help. They loved everything we did with Spencer and Penny and all that they stood for. They reached out to us and offered us a free puppy. We could not be any more grateful for this generous, heartfelt gesture. We promise we will continue Spencer and Penny's mission with your pup, and we know he will do amazing things. Welcome home, Jimmy. I mean, it's a strategy for getting over the grief of losing a dog is to get a puppy. (laughs) It has been two and a half months. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. But it's a, a, you know, it, it totally takes your mind off everything, including your work, your house, your sleep. (laughs) <laughs> You're sleep, showering. Sure. <laughs> Jimmy was born three three twenty three and was able to come home today. So this was yesterday that they got him. So uh, Jimmy's like eight weeks old, and then they did his first photo shoot. So there are many extremely cute pictures because it's a photography studio jimmy you're stepping into big footsteps and there are high expectations on you i'm gonna run the boston marathon next spring so i will get to meet jimmy who oh. will be a year old at that point oh my god he's gonna be so cute i can't even <laughs> he's wait bouncing around can't even wait uh so there you go a few people have been like i'm sure a hundred thousand people have sent you this and it's like been like three people that's so. pretty good because it's a little niche yeah so not everyone gets to run the boston marathon but I do. Yep. Uh, the other item, just repeating from last week, uh, votekeywest.com is to vote for Key West Legal Rum for the USA Today Best Craft Rum Distillery. Oh, it says the leaderboard is closed. There's so much drama here. Okay, you guys. What the happened? Drama. Yes. So Key West Legal Rum was in second place. Yeah. Behind this like Wisconsin distillery... They had like 200 followers on Instagram, but they were winning. Mm. So it was suspicious. 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 So some people raised some concerns about this being suspicious. Now, voting is open for five more days. It says like under the time to vote, time left to vote, five days, 16 hours, 34 minutes. But the leaderboard is missing. Where the leaderboard was on the side, it says the leaderboard is currently closed. It's closed for the final days of voting. That seems suspicious. That seems even more suspicious. Are they, is it pending review, do you think? Or you think it's... It's interesting. There's now a CAPTCHA. you got to click the little thing to like say that your human clicked the box. That CAPTCHA wasn't there a few days ago. Suspicious. So, extremely suspicious. I'm going to vote again. Get in there and vote. You can vote every day. VoteKeyWest.com. Make our guys win. Oh, you can vote more than once. You can vote every day. Once a day. There's like a little countdown. It's like, you can vote again in 11 hours. I think it resets at midnight. Oh. Yeah. Well. You can vote every day. Suspicious. Extremely <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Remy's on the couch Speaking with us of here. suspicious. He's like on his back doing like, he's fully splayed. I call it rubbing the pterodactyl because he's got like little pterodactyl arms. <laughs> he wants his ear to rub his belly. His his head's all sideways. I'm going to take a picture of this. Do you have my phone? Oh, here it is. Here. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture and then I'll post it under the pod this week. Do you mind being in the picture and go? I'm in the podcast. I should be in the picture. I'm the talent. Just get a good rem with the pod rubbing the pterodactyl. Okay. He's looking real cute. What a nice boy. Okay. <laughs> It's time for dog updates. I have one okay. that I haven't told you. It's from this morning, and I've been saving it so I could tell it to you on the pod. Oh, secrets. I know. So Ingo... I went, approve. <laughs> Ingo went rowing this morning. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, down on the Potomac, and so I was... Uh, people row early. Rowers, apparently, they're like, you know what I want to do? I'm going to get up at 6 in the morning. the water is smooth. It gets Whatever. all shaken up mm-hmm. during the day, and by the afternoon, it's like... Trying to row in a washing machine. No, thank you. I do not want to get up at six in the morning for pretty much anything. Uh, So Inga was gone when I got up. So I fed the dogs and the Capital Weather Gang on Twitter was like, the rain will be in D.C. in about an hour. And I was like, time for walkies. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I got to get all the walkies in before it starts to rain, which we did. It just started to like drizzle when we finished. That's a good sense of accomplishment right there. I'm very pleased. So I walked Vink. 
We went in the woods. She ran around. It was a good time. Bonk. Brody did a walk around the black o man. Brody is discovering his mobility. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, and then I walked guac. So for Vink and Brody, and then for guac, we were walking down the street, and our neighbor, like two doors down, was out like planting flowers. They have a little, that little black dog. Oh, yes. I think they have an invisible fence because the dog never leaves the yard. The dog used to be chained up. I mean, just when it was outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On a leash. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like on a stake just in the yard all day. But that's how they would restrain the dog. They don't have a fence. They don't have a fence, but the dog never leaves the yard. But the dog does bark anytime another dog or sometimes even people go past. Uh, So the poor dog was out there with the lady planting flowers. So like I walk Vink, dog barks. I walk back Vink, (laughs) dog barks. I walk Brody, dog barks. We only went once. I walk Guac. Eventually, she put the dog back inside. <laughs> She's like, are you coming back? I'm like, a couple, three more times. Yeah. I told her, I'm like, everybody's getting their own walk. Two, three more times. <laughs> For I was, When it was Remy's turn, I was like, I'm going to take Remy the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she'd put the dog away and I walked past with Guac. And uh, she's like, wow, you're doing a lot of walks. And I was, and Guac was like, wag, wag, wag. And like went up to her and I was like, this is guacamole. And she's like, hi, guacamole. Dog was inside. So this is fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's trash day today. And uh, so she was out kind of right at the sidewalk planting her flowers and her trash can was also out there and the trash can was full. So it was like full with all the stuff. And then sitting on top of all the trash was clearly like the kitchen trash bag that they had taken out. So it was like kind of sitting on top of the trash can, which is fine. They're coming to pick it up. Yeah. Um, So Guac walks up to the lady and... And he like puts his little head on her and she's petting. Wow. And then he turns his head and he's like, ooh, trash. And then he just sticks his neck out to like the corner of the kitchen trash bag and chomps it and pulls. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, ooh, delicious stuff in there. And it fell down. It did not fall down. No, but he did tear a little hole in it. Guaco man. I know. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. He's getting a little confident, that man. I know. Ugh. You... You rambunctious. <laughs> and she made like an ooh face. <laughs> she wasn't too upset, but I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. My stupid Your dog. Your dog doesn't reach that high. <laughs> no, and he's Ma'am. like, bite a little chunk off the corner of that. <sighs> See what it leaks out? Trash juices. Gross. <laughs> oh, gross. Guac. <laughs> so there you go. That's my only dog update. Oh. Everybody's been fine. They're having like, we took Guac for a nice long walk in the woods and like a splash in the creek. Yeah. He, he was had a good, good there too. Yeah, A lot yeah. of zoomies. It's very good for him to get some energy out. Yep. Yep. But the I think um, Brody walking is, is nice. That's good enrichment for him. He stopped walking in Maryland, uh, in Florida, because I had taken him for a walk at one point and he made it kind of halfway down our block and then just laid down and refused to go. Yeah. So I don't know if he's doing better, if it was just too hot, but he had been kind of resistant on his walks, but now he's excited. So it's great. I feel like we've, we've adjusted his meds in in various ways since then since that walk probably which is good yeah it's been a while and he's done a lot of swim physical therapy and stuff too that's true well i'm very happy to take him for a walk and i you know he's an old man so i just let him stop and sniff whatever he wants he takes like three times as long as the other dogs to do his like 0.4 miles around the block sure he's getting more enrichment and less aerobic yep yeah good um but yeah, it's great. So we had like three and a half miles of walkies this morning. And then when we're done podcasting, we're going to do more walkies. Yeah, they're all still enjoying themselves. We had company the other night and they were all very good. Company, Chad's parents. Chad's parents. Chad's I know. parents came over and had we I had know. a lovely dinner with them. Chad's did not come because we're afraid that Remy will try to eat him. But spoiler alert, we're going to go visit Chad's this week, hopefully. Without Remy, because we don't want drama. No. We don't want to create drama where there is none. Plus, Chet's has siblings now, and you have to meet them, too. Actually, Guac was super wa- way overexcited the whole time. I brought a pie there. out for dessert, and Guac, like, lost his little mind. He kept <laughs> trying to stick his head into the pie. He did. That was a preview of the <laughs> chomping the garbage <laughs> instinct. Yeah, he was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any other updates. Updates for dogs? Well, we're not doing any medical stuff up here. Oh, Hopper's arm is better. Yes, she's out of the sleeve. If I mean, we she were has been for a week. In Florida, she could swim. Yeah. I think there's the hole is closed. Yeah. She's doing fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had talked about how long we were going to stay here because I have to go to Montreal next Monday. Um, so I was like, we could just stay here and I could go to Montreal from here. But um, there's a bunch of medical stuff next week. Do you think there's snow in Montreal? 
You should check. Yeah. I want to make you What's stressed. the weather in Montreal? <laughs> it's currently clear and 61 degrees oh, in Montreal. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's springy. Yeah, that's okay then. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we're, Brody is having, he's got a growth on his gum, which had been small and now is real big. Um, so he's going to have that removed on Wednesday. It may be similar to what Guac had. About, it, I, I think know, it's the same thing. Six His months ago? Just bigger. Mysterious growth, but not cancerial. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of those are. Hopper has some too, but they're little. Lumps. But Brody's is big. Medical lumps. Medical lumps. So he's getting those off. Vink has a cytopoint. Remy's got his flu vaccination. And a checkup for his ears. He had e some oh, yeah. ear infection. Slight, not infection, right? Yeast in his ears. Is That's that an, an infection? infection, yep. So we've been ripping stuff in there. But it's like this is, you know, white noise for our, <laughs> for yeah, our dogs. Yeah, it's all kind of routine. This is all stuff that, that gets handled. But when so, I was like, we could stay longer. And then it's like, we have to move this. We have to move this. We have to move this. Oh, here's the thing that I guess I could have put in administrative corner. It's not super dog related. Um, and I'll, I'll be putting this on Twitter. For those of you who are going to be in Key West next Thursday, the 18th, I am doing a little group run. So I'm a brand ambassador. I don't think that's what they actually call it. Because you're awesome. For Ultra, the company that makes the running shoes that I wear. Awesome people do that. I do this because I love those running shoes so much. And then I get discounts on my shoes. But I like evangelize for them anyway. Um, so this year, there's only like, I don't know, 12 brand ambassadors. And the main thing that we do is put on a few group runs. And uh, so I'm going to be putting on a group run in Key West at Key West Legal Rum. We're going to start and finish there. We're going to start at four. We're going to finish at five. We're all going to get pina coladas when we're done. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put up a sign up sheet. The first like five people who sign up get free shoes. So maybe it's... I should bring a dog afterwards. Oh, you could. I know because I don't want to do the run. That's hard and hot. I'm not doing that. I'm just drinking. Totally. I mean, yes. I'm drinking and bringing bring one of the dogs. Vink. We don't know yet. Yeah, bring a dog. It's a mystery. Okay, so here you go. If you're in Key West on Thursday, May 18th, between 4 and 5 p.m., come over to Key West Legal Rum. Uh, at 5-ish, there will be a dog. We'll get pina coladas. They're extremely delish pina coladas. Oh, they're really good. Holy smokes. I already talked to Paul Menta, the proprietor of Key West Legal Rum, and he's all good with it. Uh, so it's going to be a fun time. And... Yeah, we're doing that. But I was like, I'd, if we stayed longer, I'd have to reschedule that. So it's all good. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Epic. So that's that plan. Um, Is this still administrative corner? No, we're kind of in dog updates. I think we'd slip back into administrative corner. A little corner. bit. That's yeah. a little slip. I just want to say I respect the adding <laughs> to administrative corner. I think okay. it's high quality content. So anyway, the plan is... Uh, we are all returning to the Keys on Saturday. We're going to leave bright and early. Not even bright, well, dark and early. early. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and get in probably 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. I think we should find a shortcut and try to do it in less hours. Do you want to stop somewhere in between and do it in two days? No. I want to do it faster. I want a tunnel or something. We need I a wanna... private jet then. No, I need a faster RV. <laughs> if anybody has a private jet... I mean, or a commercial jet, and we just like to fly five dogs and two humans. Or a faster RV. <laughs> the, it's not that the RV isn't fast enough. It's that the speed limits are too low to go faster. Crud. So anyway, that's the plan. We're going to go back this weekend. the man is telling us we we're not allowed <laughs> to get to Key West faster. Um. All right. It's time. Or do you have any more dog updates before I move on? Oh, I was going to say, I learned a long time ago that golden retrievers get ear infections more often because they get the floppy ears yeah it's all true. moist in there you guys if you had pointy ears it would dry in there yep that's but true. you guys have just adorable floppy who ears. knows what's going on in there it's all dark and and closed off yep i guess most a lot of dog breeds have that though yeah not i mean you probably you know with the floof and all you done yeah, with that for now. Okay, great. Oh, I have more for later. I know. There's. It sounds like there's going to be a big Ingo corner today. Well, yeah. All right, it's time for Taste of the Keys. <coughs> Excellent. Crocodile lost its way in Florida Keys neighborhood. Subtitle. Deputies, FWC officers wrangled a crocodile that got stuck between the roadway and a fence line in the Florida Keys on Friday. So this is last Friday. All right. 
The lost gator is known in the Isla Morada neighborhood as Old Gruesome. <laughs> we have Crocodile. They have Old Gruesome. Oh, we lose that one. That is so <laughs> good. That sounds like a pirate name or it something. Does. That is awesome. A large crackoman trying to find its way to a canal got stuck between the roadway along Venetian Boulevard in Isla Morada and a fence line Friday morning, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office wrote in a Facebook post. Crocodile, not alligator. Crocodile. No, crocodile. The sheriff's office received a call about the trapped reptile just after 7 a.m. Authorities feared the crocodile might run into traffic while trying to find water. The crocodile is known in the area affectionately as Old Gruesome. That's so good. <laughs> Deputies worked with FWC officers and some good Samaritans to wrangle the croco man and help it find its way to the water. It's funny on the Facebook post, like they had a, there's like a little video of them and yeah. someone's like, um, you're in my yard <laughs> to, the, to the cops. <laughs> yeah. Oh and like, this is my yard. They must have like been at work. Excuse, and excuse me, HOA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you prefer the croco or would you prefer some deputies chewing the croc, yeah, gently, gently shooing the croc into the water? They didn't pick him <laughs> up or anything. They didn't Steve Irwin him. They just kind of guided him. Yeah. The uninjured Crocoman was released into nearby waters without incident or damage to property. <laughs> Except that, <laughs> that homeowner's lawn. <laughs> There's no lawns in the Keys. No, so if you're, yeah, no not kidding. Really. Crocodiles are not nearly as prevalent as alligators in Florida. There are about 1.25 million gators in the Sunshine State, according to Defenders of Wildlife. You know how many there are in the Keys? How many gators? Yeah. How many? Two. At least One the lower keys in the blue hole there's two <laughs> uh there are meanwhile so there's 1.25 million gators in florida there are only 2,000 crocomanes crocodiles live in coastal areas and tend to stick to the south florida and the florida keys they are mostly found in brackish or saltwater areas ponds coves creeks in mangrove swamps and occasionally go further inland in freshwater areas of southeast florida by using the canal systems i am only aware of two crocodiles in the keys crocodile and Old gruesome. Old gruesome. So Key West uh, intrepid reporter Gwen Filosa. Oh, yeah. She's great. She shared the video of them wrangling the crocodile man back into the water. She says, Isla Morada, a crocodile was helped back into the water after found trapped between the roadway along Venetian Boulevard and a fence line. Croc is safe. Also, good Samaritans helped. And then she, this was posted on facebook because there's a lot of old people in the keys so facebook is where a lot of stuff happens like a lot of businesses are on facebook it's still, all on facebook only still. on facebook and so gwen was looking she posted this on twitter but she was looking at the facebook comments and then she replies to her tweet and says facebook comment of the year so far so we'll just use first names here this guy jay somebody oh, okay so this woman donna mm -hmm. had made some comment that's not included here but she called it a gator uh-huh and Jay goes, no, he did not. <laughs> Is he a dad? It's an implied well, actually. Is he a dad? <laughs> American okay. crocodile, not an alligator. It, right. So she's okay. like, oh, that's a big gator, whatever she said. And he goes, American crocodile, not an alligator. And Donna responds to him, Jay, they'll still eat you. <laughs> <laughs> so even though Jay's right, Donna won. Oh, see, I, that's that's worse. That is a well, actually. Um, he should have said, will it see you later? That would have <laughs> been a sort it, of funny. <laughs> what's the other one? <laughs> After a while. After a while. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, crocodile. That would have been funny and not mansplaining. <laughs> that would have been dad joking. Not I don't know. That more look. That looks more like one that will see you after a while as opposed to later. See you later. <laughs> anyway, that's a funny comment. I can I have been told and I have read how to tell the difference between crocodiles and alligators. No lie, hundreds of times. And I still don't. It never stuck. I, I think the thing that I think of as a crocodile is actually an alligator and vice versa. Here, here's how, I mean, one has a pointy nose and one has a round nose. Like yes. an extremely round nose. But the round nose is the alligator. This is... That's exactly it. So the way that it would work properly is an alligator is A is a big pointy letter and C is a nice round letter. So alligators should have a pointy nose to match the A and crocodiles should have a curvy nose to match the C. 
but it's the no, opposite of that. But no, nature mocks us if with, can, with its incongruence. If you can just remember, it's the wrong way based on the shape of the name, you're good. Every time I see an alligator, I think, oh, that looks like the crocodiles I pictured as a kid, right? Like if I pictured like a Nile crocodile, I would be like, big, broad head. No, that's no, an alligator. They got a big, like, narrow, pointy they got snoop. Narry, they got narrow snoops, and I mean, there's other different. There's the other difference of whether the teeth stick out or not, but that's a little bit too that's intimate. Too hard. By the time you can see the teeth, your head's already too far in like there. Like the alligators have an extremely, like, almost flat snoop. It's real gentle curve around the snoop, where crocs, it's like. Like some of it is like needle nose pointy and some of it is just kind of pointy. Right. That there's but there are the like crocodiles that have the oh, I can't remember what they're called, but they have like the extremely narrow, narrow. Yeah, narrow. it's like real long, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. anteater long. <laughs> no. Yeah. So they're not all like that pointy. Right. But, but caimans, the, for example, have the yeah. have very narrow schnoop. But the gators are always it's always like a real flat snub nose kind of look. Yeah, there you go. So American crocodile, not alligator. <laughs> both each, uh, I do, each. But I, do, I don't think there are that many alligators or any in the Keys except the two in the Blue Hole. There's, no, there's not. It's just I not think that there's kind some like way up because they're in the Everglades. They like swamps and canals and we don't have any of that. Yeah, the Everglades National Wildlife Preservation Area, whatever, wildlife refuge, ends where the keys start yeah so way up there in like key largo like the northernmost keys you will occasionally have some gators that kind of filter down from the everglades could have wandered along route one (laughs) i mean it's it's like if if you're driving to the keys and if you have driven to the keys from mainland florida you know this is true you're like whatever you take the turnpike down you get off the turnpike onto route one and then you get into florida city and you come to a stoplight and the stoplight is like you can go left. There's nothing. I think. I think if you go left, there's a nuclear power plant. Yeah, there might be like a marine. There might be a Walmart. I think there's a Walmart. Not no. That's before. But if you oh, get yeah. to the it, when you get to the light, there's a light. You guys, you get to the light. If you go left, there's nothing. If you go right, you're in the Everglades. Yep. In in like five minutes, you're in the Everglades. And then if you go straight, you get onto the causeway and and go into the Keys. Yep. Cross the bridges. So, like, it's just like, do you go straight? And, like, if you go straight for a while, you're in kind of like wildernessy area, and then eventually you're on like a little bridge and you're in the Keys. But that wildernessy area touches on the Everglades. So, there's like all kinds of fucking gators in there, and they just need to be like, I'm going to swim over this little mangrove <laughs> pattern, swim over the other one. So, Key Largo, they have a few gators, but like down by us, because we're a hundred miles away from that. Yeah, it's not a gator no habitat Mm-mm. either, right? I mean, it's no. not. But we do have crocodiles, so you know, occasionally, because the crocodiles come up from from yeah, the they're Caribbean. down in the Caribbean, yeah, yeah. in Cuba, yeah. Cuban co- crocodiles, Cuban crocodiles. Yep. So there you go. That's taste of the keys. I think that's a very good taste of the keys. Old gruesome. Did we do ramblings? No, I didn't have any. I thought we'd just put all of your ramblings into Ingo Corner. Ugh. Okay. Uh, but first, we needed German word of the week. Yes, it is Contabia. What kind of beer is that? It's it's like anti beer, <laughs> like cont- conta in soccer is a, a, a like a counterattack in soccer. If okay. you let the the other team try to score, for example, right, and then you steal the ball and you counterattack, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of only used that way because there's also a different word for counterattack militarily. It's called gegenangriff, but you wouldn't use that in soccer. You'd say conta. Gegen's like against. Yeah, conta is contra, right? So it's the same yep. kind of idea. Anyway, conta beer is something that you drink against a hangover. Oh, <laughs> it's like you're f- you're counterattacking against the hangover. The by hair drinking. of the dog. Yeah, but drinking, you know, like you're. It sounds more active, like you're counterattacking against the other beer with this beer. You conta had beer. had a German word of the week like this a couple months ago that was like going to have oh, wine yeah. in the morning. Frühschoppen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the same idea, just beer. Yeah, well, this is specifically the beer that you drink. Is co- you just say I'm, I have to have a conta beer. Frühschoppen is like a whole event, like it's a brunch, uh, you know, uh, like a drinking brunch. So you go out to like the wine party. You don't have you, to be hungover to have a frühschoppen. Let, let me try this. Go to the wine party. You fall asleep in a bush. It's you wake up and wander could, home. Could happen. Yes. Then you <laughs> just 
let's say one were to fall asleep in a bush overnight <laughs> or on a park bench yes <laughs> or on a park bench uh or there's a whole family where one person falls asleep in a bush and another sleeps on a park bench i didn't fall asleep in a bush yeah do you know anybody who ever fell asleep in a bush yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so so you have the bush sleep you wake up you go home then you have your contabia and then you go to the fruit shop to the fruit i mean you can have a, a contabia at the fruit shop but fruit shop could be wine too yeah it's just like a but you could do both. You'd be like, Fushu. oh, you wake up at like nine and you're like, oh, what happened to me? I better have a Conta beer. Yeah. Ich muss ein Conta beer trinken. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like I brushed my teeth. It's 11 o'clock. You don't have to be hung over to have a flu shop. I'm not saying you did. That's what you had the Conta beer for. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Or you, <laughs> could, you could just have a fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's the Conta beer. Great. It's time for Ingo Corner. Ingo, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff to talk my about. My ramblings would have been a couple. I, I am noticing when we got here to Maryland, yeah. the lawn looked awesome. <laughs> it was pristine. You planted some new grasses. Everything's growing. It's the spring. My new grasses are growing. And now after almost two weeks of dog Come on, ten days. treading and... <laughs> Guac skidding. Guac loves to skid. Oh, he loved to skid. It's looking a little ratty again and muddy and mm -hmm. patchy. Remy loves to like lay down in that patch you just planted yeah. and like strut real backwards like crescent moon stretch. <laughs> claw with the Oh, the they claws, all do that, right? Like, like roll and eh, eh, yeah. eh, eh, roll on the back. Brody does that and Remy yeah. does that. They all, they're all continuing to do that. Anyway. Meanwhile, probably in Florida, our lawn's looking real nice. <laughs> so I feel like those Swiss, uh, you know, alpine um, cow herds that like, you know, they rotate the the herd. Yeah. They'll like wreck a field in a week and then they'll move the cows on <laughs> to wreck another field and then the other field can rejuvenate itself. So you I know, feel like we're rotating the herd here. I went to Switzerland once. I guess I've been to Switzerland a few times, but when I was in... My, we, we stepped across the border we did once. yeah we did so when i was a phd student my first year as a phd student i um submitted my master's thesis to a conference uh and it got accepted like i had been a, i had gotten my master's degree and then went on to my phd so i had written a master's thesis and i sent it to this um evolutionary game theory conference and it was in interlaken switzerland wow and i was nice. i had i know when I got into the PhD program, for reasons I have, I still don't understand, they gave me a scholarship. Like Verizon sponsored a $2,000 scholarship for two different PhD students, and they gave me one of them. And I don't know why, because like... Because you're awesome. I don't feel like I was... Maybe I was the most awesome. You are pretty awesome. And so I used that $2,000 scholarship to fund my trip to go present my paper at this conference. That's in, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I sent an email to, Ver, you know, the dude at Verizon who funded it. And I was like, dear Verizon dude, thank you very much for the $2,000, whatever graduate research fellowship that you gave me. Yeah. Uh, I used it to travel to the evolu evolutionary game theory conference or evolutionary computation conference in Interlochen, Switzerland to present my paper on evolutionary game theory for the prisoner's dilemma thank you very much so i flew into zurich whoa I, wait go i on. don't know if it was geneva or zurich it doesn't matter i flew into one, either geneva or zurich and then i took a train to interlochen the f insanely most beautiful train ride i have ever taken in my life it's like i don't know hours on the train and at one point we're like I'm looking out the window and it's like we're in between two mountains and there's like the bluest giant lake you've ever seen and then rising up out of the lake is this mountain and it's green and there's fucking sheep on it and then there's like <laughs> snow on the top. I was like, this is not real. Like there is no way that this is actual life. I'm just looking out this window and it's like big flat extremely blue lake green mountain with like little sheep on it and then like snow caps and then blue blue sky i and mean everything it's, is so clean like so the water clean. is pristine you can see like the bottom yeah the mountain is beautiful they don't have any industry it's it beautiful amazing. it's just so beautiful and oh i gotta say like i was in interlock and i think for two or three nights and 
it was the first time I had heard complete silence at night because nothing flies over. It's the middle of Switzerland. So there's no planes flying over. No, there's mountains. There's mountains. There's no trains running at night. There's no highway next to it. It And then the town, it's like this interlock is just this tiny little town. And I think it's mostly a ski town, but this was in like the springtime. It was all very green and and relatively warm. So no skiing or anything. Yeah. And I was like, there's literally no sound. Like, like I was kind of freaked out. Like, <laughs> there's no sounds at all. <laughs> like, and it's dark. Yeah, it's dark, and it's yeah. and it was dark, dark. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but Switzerland is like that. It's just Switzerland is, is ridiculously is, beautiful. It's breathtaking. They, plus, they they do a good job. The flag's a big plus. <laughs> and as my dad says, you know. Haven't had a war in 800 years. That's pretty good in Europe. You know, they got a lot of old stuff still. I, I mean, that's true, That right? They didn't get smashed in the wars, but I don't know that it's like a feather in your cap to not have opposed Hitler. They're neutral. I don't think it's a feather in one's cap to be neutral in opposition to Hitler. Mm, that's, that's true. Saying. You know, they're busy counting their money. Making watches. Anyway, I <laughs> interrupted their your money. story. No, that's a good. You took it to other levels. So anyway, I feel like we're rotating the fields by taking the dogs <laughs> up here for two weeks, and it, it'll let those our, sheep look happy in Switzerland. Let, let our crops recover. <laughs> and then the other one was, I was remembering. This is a total dad story. So it, you know, if you're going to be bored, eyes rolling, eyes already. rolling already. This is this is a thing. This is a bit of an excursion, but I will have a point. Uh-huh. I remember when I was in college, like as a sophomore or something, my high school friends came to visit me and said let's go on a road trip is this the cocaine trip no Ingo didn't do cocaine just his friend did not that's a whole different thing and that's not for here or now or for this audience oh if you are a uh, a friend of the pod a friend of the squad cast and you subscribe to the patreon we'll put that in a bonus squad cast (laughs) bonus pod next bonus pod we'll talk about your friends in the cocaine goodness gracious um this is not gotta pay five bucks for that this is fully (laughs) wholesome and i have a point i'm sorry okay i i I went to visit a high school friend in girlfriend no two two guys and we drove down to winston-salem where he was at wake forest okay and I, i think i was on spring break but he wasn't and he for some reason like i was good in high school right i like i was i got good grades yeah and he was like Ingo, I got this paper due tomorrow <laughs> from some freaking class. I don't know what it was. History, sociology, English. And he's like, you just write it for me. Write it for me. You're good. You're smart. You write it for me. And I was like, and this is like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, okay. I was drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> and it was just like, it's just got to be like 10 pages or something. And he's like, it's about this. And I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I don't know, like, shakespearean theory i mean it was something where he explained it to me he's like just say this (laughs) i don't know how i got like 10 pages out of it but i did (laughs) and then you You were like chat gpt of the day dude that's where i was going with this (laughs) oh my god exactly what happened you want me to go back and i'll delete that that's exactly right it just shows how mind melded we are you and me (laughs) mind melded anyway so i i (laughs) didn't think of it more because i just passed out and he went to bed and like a year later, I probably saw him for the next time because he was. This is a friend from high school, right? And he's like, "Dude, that paper sucked. <laughs> I got a C." <laughs> <laughs> he may have said, "You got a C." I was like, "I didn't get the C. I wasn't even in the class." I was like, "That sounds pretty good for one night of preparation." No kidding. <laughs> but that was exactly my point, which is like. That's what I was his chat GPT. I understood nothing about the subject. I just know how to put words together and sentences together. Yeah. But it was totally blather. Like I just bullshitted for 10 pages. Yeah. And it got a C. But all you get is a C. You never get an A. And it could have been like a dishonest. It was kind of a dishonest C too. All right. I have two comments to make on this. But anyway, don't overestimate AI because it's not a search engine it doesn't look anything up it doesn't give a shit about accuracy it just cares about sentence structure yeah yeah all right two things yeah thing number one uh so i am on 
as part of my job, the committee that our college has to review all the assistant professors, which sounds really fancy, but basically we have like a little committee and for all of the assistant professors, we write a letter to them every year that's like, here's how you're doing. And the idea is to keep them on track so they'll get tenure when they go up. So for those of you who don't know academia, you get hired as an assistant professor and your sixth year you go up for tenure. If you get tenure, generally can't be fired unless you do something really bad. You get promoted, you get a little bit of a raise, but you get job security, which is really important. Um, you have to go up your sixth year for tenure. And if you fail, you get fired. Up or out. That's it. You go. You get promoted or you get fired. Um, and most... It depends on the university, but most people get tenure where we are. We want them to be successful. There's some like, like Yale has some departments that are like super abusive and they like hire assistant professors and they all leave by like their third year because like they deny them tenure and that's dumb. We hire people and we want them to be successful. But like you have all kinds of struggles as an assistant professor. So like some really suck at their teaching and some aren't research productive enough and they just have problems getting started. I mean, it's like anything. And so we are like... You know, if someone's having a really hard time teaching, right? They're getting bad teaching reviews, not doing whatever. We'll like pair them with a mentor or there's there's like a teaching center on campus. And so we're like, here's stuff that you can do. Um, and we do that with all the stuff. So it's extremely time intensive. But being on this committee, there's like three or four of us. You learn what everybody's doing mm -hmm. and it's great. Um, you get all the gossip the tea <laughs> i mean because like every assistant professor has a mentor so the way that we do this is that like the committee of the four of us and the mentor get together for half an hour and we go through their cv and what they've done in the year and how they're doing and like all the stuff that we've heard about them <laughs> and and come up with what goes in this letter so you get to hear everything about everybody the tea it is so much work but it's a really good committee to be on and one of the people on the committee uh, is a colleague that I really like. And, and sort of as an aside, while we were like between meetings, uh, we were talking about ChatGPT and she is teaching a class on health informatics. So this is sort of like how people find health information online. Huh. And uh, that's what she does her research on. So like if people get diagnosed with diabetes, like how do they find out about diabetes? And mm. How do they know what to eat? Because like, you know, we might be like, oh, we have a fancy capitalist doctor, right? We have like a concierge doctor. So we pay a fee every year. And if we want an appointment, like I had an MRI on Friday and the specialist who ordered it, the appointment with him to go over the MRI is in June. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like we won't tell you. Um, if there's anything if wrong you with have you liver until cancer June. until June, good luck worrying about that for six weeks. So I, I called the radiology place. I'm like, could you please send the MRI to my primary care doctor? And they're like, yes, I did this yesterday on Monday yesterday. And then I called the office and I was like, could you please give me a telemedicine appointment so the doctor can go over this with me? And they're like, sure. Uh, do you want it this afternoon or tomorrow? <laughs> um, so anytime we want to go to the doctor, we can have an appointment on the same day. She does telemedicine with us. It's lovely and she's actually really good she's, she's a great and awesome. i don't say this lightly i've had my share of bad ones she's a good doctor yeah i mean i uh it, this is a luxury f that we can afford you know because we're like doing well financially and everybody should have access to this and it makes me mad that they don't i had when so i have a liver tumor for those of you i don't think i've really talked about this i have a liver tumor it's benign it was found on accident um like i had a gallstone i had my gallbladder out whatever in 2018, which like 30% of a third of America has had their gallbladder removed. Apparently you don't need it that badly. No, no, I'm, I'm way better off without it. And, um, there was just like some weird test results. So they're like, Oh, we're going to do an ultrasound to see if you have a gallstone. Cause your test results have been a little off for a couple of years. So I did have a gallstone, but when they were doing the ultrasound, they're like, they're, and they wouldn't tell me right mm. but I, like everyone was real concerned and left the room and then they're like nah, nah, and i'm like trying to interpret the report oh and all i was able to get was like liver tumor and i remember calling ingo from the parking lot and being like so i have a liver tumor and like maybe i'm gonna die and like so this is terrible um so like okay got a gallstone that's fine you just take the gallbladder out like a third of people have had that surgery is fine um, but you also have this liver tumor so let's go get a ct scan so then i do a ct scan um they do these that you get an injection with CT scans. So they like to contrast. Yeah. And the, they warn you beforehand 
um, you know, when you get the injection, you're going to feel like you're peeing yourself because it makes you feel real warm down there. <sighs> They're like, but we promise you're not peeing yourself. And it absolutely feels like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so glad you told me that because I would have freaked out. And they're like, oh, we can't really tell from the CT scan. So then I had to get an MRI. Goodness so I, gracious. Full body imaged. I've uh, never had an MRI. It's, uh, I've seen it in movies. It's really interesting. So now I've had a bunch. Like I've had a MRI of my brain a couple times. Is it giant and pulsating? Um, I mean, I've told that story where they th when they thought I had MS, I got a brain MRI. Yeah, I thought you had a, a brain that looks like those Martians in Mars Attacks. <laughs> They're just giant. <laughs> no, it's pretty normal sized and oh. no MS, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I've had a bunch of abdominal MRIs for this liver tumor, which they found in, in 2018. Um, so an MRI is like you go into a little tube, a tiny little tube, and then it goes bang, 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 zip. Zeep, there's youtube zeep, videos about this it is it it sounds like a a torture machine like you can't imagine these nasty aggressive sounds it's very loud are natural so it's so interesting so this is the first time i had a very fascinating conversation with the tech who was setting me up so they put me they put you on a little table and then they like slide you into the thing like oh, a freaking morgue it's kind of like that it's kind of smaller than like a coffin that. it's tiny as a good thing, I'm not claustrophobic. Or dead. Or dead. It's very good I'm not dead. But when I laid down on it this time, he hooked this thing around me like if you've ever had a polygraph like that, like a little stretchy thing that goes around your chest. I have not had a polygraph. Maybe most people have not had a polygraph. <laughs> I'm just going to posit that. Uh, when, I, when I was getting my security clearance to work at the NSA, I had a polygraph. Um, so they put a little stretchy thing and it measures your breathing. It can just tell if you're breathing in or breathing out. And he and I was like, what is this thing? Like, I've had many MRIs. I haven't had this. He's like, yeah, we have this new, like the MRIs have this new technology. So they can tell when you're breathing. Yeah. And it turns out like when you exhale, it takes the pictures. This is new before. Oh, interesting. They so, time it now. Yeah. Before you'd go in and, and the little voice in the MRI would be like, breathe in. And you go, and it's like, hold your breath. And then you have to hold your breath while they take the picture so you're not moving. Dum, dum, so, dum, 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 dum. Yeah. And so there's still a section where you have to do the breathing stuff. But for a lot of it, it just has AI that works with this breathing thing. So when you breathe out, and I was fucking around with it for a while. So I'd like, Ugh. like breathe normal. And then I'd be like, take a big breath. And then <laughs> no, I wouldn't do the too fast, but I'd be like, I'd wait. And then I'd breathe out. And then it would go like zip, zip, zip. So it was like on the full exhale, it would start taking the pictures. So it worked. So it works. It's clearly like taking the pictures on the exhale. And he also said that like, yeah, we just got these like GE deep learning things. And so the pictures aren't as clear when there's motion, like when you're breathing. Right. And he's like, so the deep learning AI that comes with these just throws out all the blurry pictures and oh. only keeps the good ones. He's like, so we can do like an like an MRI imaging thing that would have taken four minutes before takes like 90 seconds. Mm. So it's like super impressive. It, it takes the garbage out. Uh, yeah. It yeah. removes the, the trash. He also was kind of saying that like, because uh, like AI is on the mind. He was saying that like a lot of the work that radiologists do, especially with like brain MRIs is looking for abnormalities, but like 80% of them are normal. So the, the AI is really good at knowing if your brain MRI is normal and so it just tells the radiologist they don't need to look at those and it just sends them the bad ones. Because if it's like 100% accurate on normal, or yeah. when it says it's, it's, it's more like precision, if it says it's normal, 100% of the time it's normal, Yeah. then it can send all the other stuff to the radiologist to look at. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because if 80% of what they look at is normal and the AI is catching most of that, that means there's 80% less work for radiologists. Yeah, no, that's good. Boy, you have to trust the AI. But that's... That's not the chat GPT AI. This no, I'm, is at least I'm coming like, back to that. Yeah, Why yeah, did yeah. I get on this liver tumor thing? Um, oh, capitalist doctor. So anyway, my liver tumor is fine, you guys. I don't have cancer. Uh, my liver tumor stresses me out. I talked to my capitalist doctor about this today, and she's like, I don't think you need to do these stressful MRIs anymore. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. Why did I start talking about the capitalist doctor? I don't know. Doctor? I was talking about chat GPT and putting words together. But I know, and I was talking about my bullshit. colleague... Who was telling me? All right. Anyway, sorry. I haven't even. She kept was track. telling you something. Were people cheating with ChatGPT? Yeah, that that's what I was trying to. Oh, health informatics is what I was talking about. So she teaches this health informatics class, and I absolutely diverted on the liver tumor thing. Um, anyway, I'm not going to die. I don't have liver cancer. That's great. Uh, 
so health informatics how do people oh yes because i had said we have this fancy doctor yes. and i divert on the fancy doctor so yeah we have this fancy doctor so we pay like several thousand dollars a year but she has then a tiny practice we can call her i have her cell phone number so like inga was really sick a couple months ago and i was like inga won't go to the hospital can you please tell him to go to the hospital <laughs> and i like put her on speakerphone and she's like inga go to the hospital and so this we went to the er actually happened <laughs> it actually happened it's i'm not proud but it did happen Ingo had had a fever for like four days and i, I was like proud i think we need to go to the er and he's like i'm fine i'm like you're only fine when you take tylenol <laughs> like you're and she's like, go to the ER. And he's like, okay. Uh, everyone should have access to this. I had a great doctor when I was a grad student who went concierge and I couldn't afford to do it. Um, but if it isn't in your budget and you've got health stuff going on, it is so worth it. If it's we didn't have this doctor, you probably would have called my mom. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> I would have called somebody. That was bad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so nice that like, because both of us had... Oh, the reason that I started with the capitalist doctor, I think this is how I got on here, is because when they found this liver tumor the first time, I was not with the capitalist doctor. Right. And they were do they did the ultrasound. This is when they ran away. And the CAT scan and the MRI. And so, like, they did the MRI. And I was pretty convinced I had liver cancer. And everyone was very worried about it. And then the doctor who was taking care of me, I think it was actually, like, a nurse practitioner, just went on vacation for a week. So nobody told me what the test results were. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot live this way that's not caring so i then i switched over to the capitalist doctor and then ingo followed because he'd like making it just like a regular checkup appointment with his doctor and then have to reschedule and they'd rescheduled for six months later yeah and i was like you should really come to my doctor six months was too long anyway so we are very lucky that we have enough money that we can pay for this capitalist doctor which is my term, right? That's not their term. Uh, <laughs> it should be. But but if you're just like a regular person going to whatever regular doctor your insurance covers, if you don't have insurance and they're like, you have diabetes, you need to manage this with your diet. And like, say you're a long haul trucker. What, what are you going to eat? How are you going to eat healthy on the road? Yeah. You know, th th she's literally done studies on this kind of thing, like on long haul truckers. How do they find out? how do they because they'll like hand you a pamphlet and it's like you should eat more salads and they're like here's where i am at this truck stop like what am i going to eat here yeah. so she studies so the health informatics is like how do you get information to these people and how do you help them manage stuff and so she's teaching a class on health informatics and she gave an assignment that was uh summarize and critique an article about health informatics and she is an extremely careful intellectual. <laughs> like she's she's that person who will ask you the question that just undercuts the entire basis of your entire career because she just sees it. Uh, but she's so nice and like soft spoken. And you're just like, oh, Beth is going to ask a question. Oh, and that's terrible. She's that's like a real quiet. awful combination. Like you're totally just, disarmed. It's like a yeah, scalpel. She's like, but doesn't like the smith theory actually say this and you're applying it this way and then everybody in the room goes <gasps> and you go oh crap yeah <laughs> she's so smart you're right <laughs> so she's teaching this class and and so the students are like i analyzed this article like health information seeking behavior among caretakers for alzheimer's patients written by this person and this person in this journal long-haul truckers finding out about diabetes care. yeah yeah. And and then it's like the article says this and the authors argue these conclusions and what they maybe didn't consider is this other thing. And she's like, but I would go look for the articles that they summarized and I couldn't find a bunch of them. And it's like the way you find an article is you go to Google Scholar or whatever PubMed, but probably Google Scholar and you search for like health informatics and then it gives you an article. There is not like they're in the library in some obscure print journal. Right. And so she's like, so I'd email them and be like, um, I can't find the article that you reviewed. Could you send it to me? And then the students are like, huh, I don't have a copy of it anymore. Can and it seems to have totally disappeared from Google in the last week. It's just not on Google. Let me write another paper quickly. Do you mind if I write another paper? <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is, this is what ChatGP does. Like if you go, ChatGPT, summarize an article about x it will give you a perfect article summary and usually the articles don't exist it's totally made up and this, it'll make up a site 
because it just is like all it does is generate what words come next so it's like what sounds like a journal paper title this does and like these look like some people who write these this sounds like a journal kaczynski and wolens <laughs> so that's thing number one man don't use ChatGPT to write your papers because we know how to catch you with it because it makes stuff up yeah I mean, it just makes it up absolutely <laughs> number two I said there were two things. So that was an extremely long yeah, version. She's wagging two. her two fingers at me now. Like one Number and two. 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 Uh, the writers are on strike. TV and movie writers are on strike. WGA. Luckily, this is unscripted in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, we wouldn't We wouldn't uh, cross the picket we're line. We're not scabs. Absolutely not. Uh, so the WGA is on strike, which is why SNL is on reruns, for example. Favorite late night show is not running or it's on reruns. Um, because the writers are on strike. You're giving me a weird look. No, I want to see where you go with it. Yeah. So um, I have a bunch of friends who are screenwriters because I consult on movies and TV shows. Um, and so I'm like way in on the strike stuff. And the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, put here's our demands. And so here's the stuff we're asking for. Here's the response that we got from the studio on all of those things. So there's a bunch of like writer specific stuff that I don't totally understand. You know, minimum size of writer rooms, like how many episodes are in the show and then how many writers do you have to have based on episodes? I have no idea. Like I understand what they're saying, but I don't know what the impact is. Yeah, and yeah sure. But they have an AI clause in there, yeah, which is super interesting because the Actors Guild is also going to end up with this. So, or, you know, a similar thing. Yeah. So the the writers are saying you cannot train AI like ChatGPT on our scripts. So you can't basically train ChatGPT to write another episode of NCIS. Like here's 20 seasons of yeah, NCIS. Feed, feed my previous episodes in there and then fire me and have the ChatGPT, whatever it is, it. generate more. Yeah. And they also cannot rewrite scripts so it's very common and and i say this as an outsider who just kind of pays close attention it's really common that like so and so will write a script for whatever the new star wars movie and then they don't have time to rewrite it a zillion times they maybe don't want to they themselves they the, themselves the author one yeah yeah so like jen Golbeck writes a new star wars movie and they're like, okay, like, thanks for writing the Star Wars movie. We want it to be like 90% different. And I'm like, cool, I really don't want to do that. Um, and so then they'll bring in people to rewrite it, right? So they'll keep whatever the characters and part of the thing. And sometimes it's like major rewrites and sometimes it's small. And these are credited in different ways. Like sometimes the original writer is not even in the writer list. And mm -hmm. sometimes they are or rewrites. So you could get a like mediocre script from someone and have AI rewrite it. And they're like, no, you can't like buy a script from me for $10,000 and then have AI rewrite it into what you want. And then no writers get paid for it. Interesting. I've heard the other concern too, right? Where it's get a crap script from AI and then pay writers almost nothing to fix it and make it into a real script. So I don't, I don't think that's in the demands they have of the studios. That I think it's AI doing rewrites. Um, but anyway, so that's, you know, basically the studios are looking to have AI writing your shows and you guys, it would be so, your shows would be so bad, but they would totally do it because it's like so much cheaper than like paying people. I know, but the whole beauty of the whole, f the whole strength of AI is puffery and bullshit and inflation. The whole, strength of actually good writing is cutting and edit and shortening and making it punchy it's creative right and cre of course creative but it's like risky and i you know i'm following a lot of this stuff now and there was a there's a proposal or someone was trying to sign a contract with one of the studios and the studio was demanding and they didn't say who this was was demanding that they got total rights to the voice of the actor so they could AI generate it. So imagine you're doing like a cartoon, right? And I'm the voice of like Bella in the cartoon. Yeah. And they're like, well, we've got like 20 hours of Jen talking, doing the voice of Bella. So we own that. And now we're just going to AI generate Jen's voice for all the 30 additional seasons where Bella's in the cartoon. And Jen doesn't get paid anything for that. We just own your voice print and we can AI generate Yikes. it. This is bad. Um, 
and the WGA is kind of first in line to be fighting the fight against AI kind of unjustly taking away creative work. Like there's stuff that AI is good for. There's all sorts of like rote, uncreative tasks that that we should use it for. Uh, but for creative stuff, it's going to make everything worse because like actors actually bring skill to things and they steal that if you use if you take a bunch of scripts that people have written and you use it to train AI and then you don't pay those writers for the things that come out of it, they're just stealing that work yeah. to make new stuff. And the same thing for voices like, you know, Brad Pitt voices this thing and then you're just generating Brad Pitt forever like he did the work in the first place. He's the thing that's attractive and you're just stealing that to make this new thing. So um, support the fucking writers, man, because they're like they're AI is a thing that like can do great stuff. The stuff it was doing in the MRI, mm -hmm. like awesome. Sure. Right. Making things more efficient. Awesome. Just robbing the ability of people to do creative work and giving us like subpar output because it's cheaper is like not cool. And that's the sort of thing that like capitalism run amok, which is very much the world that we're in in the U.S., will do. It'll be like, all right, well, we're going to make TV suck, but we'll just make a ton of it. And it'll be AI generated and it'll be cheap. And so we can make 10 times as many shows and they're all going to be mediocre, but people will watch it because they don't have any choice. That's not the world that we want to live in. So like go hard WGA and get that contract because that that's going to set the tone for so much other stuff. If they get that protection line in there, then all kinds of unionized positions are going to have that to use as a as a bargaining that's a point. really interesting precedent for privacy too there's a real yeah ownership consent you know ownership of image ownership of voice issue i'd like that protection too where no one takes my voice and then later uses it for anything else yeah right to open a bank account but also you know yeah. whatever right to to do a v book reading or something i don't i don't want that no and i mean that's the problem with like the ai uh like image generation now like that's trained on like art that was on the internet but like the artist didn't give permission for them to use that so it's generating based on their work it only can generate because it took their work yeah. but they're not getting any credit any money certainly i mean chat gpt has read my papers my papers are in there yeah that's i don't right. i don't get any citations i don't get any credit you didn't I, get asked i get i didn't get asked but it's in there yeah. so it's generating stuff on topics that i've done the bulk of the writing about and i don't if somebody writes a paper and they use that i don't get cited for it right and and you couldn't really like it doesn't know where that you know where like oh this sentence is because i knew this thing from jen so yeah, the, I mean, the law is all absolutely uncertain and, and messed up on it now. But like, support WGA, man. The, totally. The Writers Guild is, is on the right side of Solidarity. this one, the AI. Yep. I mean, support unions in general, but this one too. This is, I mean, in terms of AI, this is the first big one in terms of AI where it's not just like, oh, our jobs are going to go away. And like, it makes me sad that my job is going to go away. Right. Not Not to like diminish that, but like technology changes stuff. But this is like capitalism is going to steal things that people are making and that's that's the thing right it's not just oh we're like we built ai from scratch that was that you know we wrote all the stuff that went in there it didn't take anything from anybody else except maybe stuff that we bought and paid for right and everybody consented to going in there this is like taking stuff that people aren't consenting to to make new stuff to not pay them for their work. Yeah. If they want to do that, they can generate it from scratch and it's going to suck. They don't want to do that. They want to steal stuff and then make subpar stuff. So it's going to like be bad for everybody. Easier to steal than create. Solidarity, man. All right. I have, I have ranted for so long. I absolutely hijacked your this dad. This is excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. <laughs> Closing thought. Yeah. Out of left field. Nothing to do with chat GP at T. Mm -hmm. If you want to walk around in public Pretty much anywhere in the United States, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe in the world, maybe in the world. I learned this from TikTok. Okay. Wear a Dolly Parton t-shirt. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> Everybody loves Dolly Parton. Yeah. Rightfully so. She's, oh, she's a, a, a living saint. But wear a Dolly Parton t-shirt and you will get 
positive vibes. You will generate positive vibes for everyone, I think. So there you go. Nobody's going to be like, fuck Dolly Parton to you. Nobody feels like that. And if they do, you don't want to know that person. Correct. That, that's a, that they're lost causes, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is for the 90% of, of people who aren't, you know, knuckle Psychopaths. Yeah. yeah. But, but there aren't, <laughs> you can go to Walmart with a Dolly Parton t-shirt. You can go to Target with a Dolly Parton t-shirt. You can go to Harvard with a Dolly Parton t-shirt. You can go to wherever, right? You yeah. Can, you, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting universality where she is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This is like Coca-Cola we talk about in economics class. Coca-Cola works everywhere too. It's any, you can buy Coke, you can buy yourself a Coke no matter what socioeconomic bracket you're in. Where like most goods, the more money you make, the more expensive goods you buy. Right? Yeah. Like the, the amount of money you spend for a t-shirt goes up because you buy higher quality stuff if you get richer. If you are buying pizza, you tend to buy like, you know, I mean like... Expensive or pizza, yeah. You know, like people will get Domino's anyway, but like yeah. you're going to spend more, you're going to buy nicer food. If you're buying wine, you're going to spend more money on wine, but you're buying cars. Cars. But you want to buy a, a soda, a cola, you're buying Coke. Coke. You're not buying $20, whatever. You're buying Coke because Coke's the best. They're trying. They're, they're doing that with water, but yeah, with that's Coke, right. That's Coke. right. With water. Coke. Coke. Yeah. Everybody buys Coke. Dolly Parton. Everybody loves Dolly Parton. So there you go. That was totally apropos of nothing. I like it. It's good, though. But it's a, a nugget to put out there. You have a dad joke about... Yeah, but I can't I can't tell it well. I'm going to butcher it. I've butchered it every time, so I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> do you want me to tell her or do you want to save it for I'm the... I'm saving it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to rehearse it, though, before Patreons the Patreons are going to get it. They get a dad joke In every week. In front of the mirror. <laughs> Except the dogs do it. I mean, I could just write it down for you. I uh, I want to do it myself. Okay. All badly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do it myself badly than have you do it well. That's fine. Yeah. And I will do it badly. All right. Well, I hijacked Ingo Corner. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. This is this was a lot. It was so much. I you have did talked more in this than I have in the last 15 episodes together. You did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted now. <laughs> 15 more episodes. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, Slava Ukraini. And don't put anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.